Hey everyone, Kevin Spicy here. I just want to thank everyone who voted for me to be nominated for Best Actor. And I'm so thrilled with the nomination. I'm so grateful to everyone who... What? What's that? I wasn't nominated. I didn't have a film out this year that I could have been nominated for. Well, that doesn't sound right. Are you sure... All right, we're gonna check again. So stay tuned. This is this is an absolute snub if I didn't get nominated this year, and you better believe that uh, you'll be hearing my thoughts on this again. Okay. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Awards Radar Podcast. As always, I'm Joey, and we're here for the biggest episode yet. Obviously, you all know what we're talking about before I get into it. First of all, what's up, Miles? What up, dog? What's up, Steve? What up? I'm, I'm right. awake, even if it doesn't you sound are. like it. I am. He, he assures us he's awake. And he wants to be awake because we're talking about literally the only thing that is on anybody's mind, and that is, of course, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, that's what we're talking about? Oh man! <laughs> no, no, we will, thought he was going to zig and he zagged. I know. No, um, we are talking, of course, about the Oscar nominations. That uh, we're recording this on Monday evening. They happened on Monday morning. Feels like a year ago already. Such as twenty 2020 twenty 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 one. But the um, embargo to the Snyder Cut did actually lift today. So um, by the time you're listening to this, I believe you'll be watching it or able to watch it or just about able to watch it. And uh, lo and behold, it's not terrible. We'll talk more about it next week when I presume. Miles and Steve will have seen it, but they've already heard from me about uh, some of the things to look forward to and some of the things to dread. So, certainly worth watching. But as I state in the review, just know a scene that takes place about 15 minutes into the original cut takes place 91 minutes into this cut. And it's not because the plot was rejiggered, it's because there is no pacing. Well, you say there were things to look forward to and things to dread. It felt like a lot more of the latter than the former. Well, they, so the thing was they removed all the things that you overtly hated. And uh, it's not a particular big spoiler. It's been in other things. But we don't start off with the roof, with the with the thug and the parademon. That stupid thing's not there. There's no Russian family. The the most overt, like, things that annoyed people watching it, it was just like, this is, this is like, low-budget nonsense is not there. Um, if you don't love... Aquaman is like kind of a surfer dude. He's still going to be a surfer dude. Like he still says, my man, you know, uh, Ezra Miller is still kind of like a puppy dog. Like there, there, those things did not change. You just get a Steppenwolf that doesn't look like hot garbage. And, uh, you do actually get some dark side. Mm. Plus, plus a few new characters. Yeah, that sounds about right. We'll talk more about next week when everyone's uh, watched it, but let's, uh, let's ease in with a question. We have a question from Ryan McDermott. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Filmaholic face-off, Avatar, or Avengers Endgame? Bet you couldn't see that one coming. For me, it's so, easy. It's, uh, it's Endgame. Yeah. I, I When I saw Avatar in cinemas, it was like, whoa, this is this next-level experience. I saw it like a year mm-hmm. later on a laptop, and it was the stupidest movie I've ever seen in my life. So Endgame <laughs> yes. all the way for me. Endgame as well. Avatar is an experience. It's meant to be seen as an experience. Just watching it at home, it's not. It still looks good, mind you, even not in 3D and all that. Like, all oh, that held up pretty well. But, you know, Dances with Fern Gully we have seen already. 
So it was not, uh, you know, it doesn't hold up like that. Endgame is great. Also, Endgame, on, like, Endgame I've watched three times at least, and I want to watch it every time someone brings it up and someone talks about yeah. a scene. I want to go back in. Avatar so now that's why, in the theater, twice, and that's it. It's why, it's why Steve's talking fast now. He just wants to go and watch Endgame. Exactly. We got to wrap up here. <laughs> All right. Titanic, Titanic or The Force Awakens? Hmm. I'm going to let someone else do this first. <laughs> well, we usually go you first, but all right. You said Force Awakens? Titanic or Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh, yes, we're just know. going. Oh, we're going box office. That's why. Okay. Oh, you figured out the theme. <laughs> oh, good for you. I, I guess I wasn't awake. Um, I'm going to go Force Awakens. <laughs> Force Awakens is what is one of my favorite of all the Star Wars. Uh, I don't care what anyone thinks about the, the, the latest trilogy. I enjoyed it and I revisited it. And I still enjoyed it. Actually, I probably enjoyed it more the second time around. Uh, Titanic, again, it's kind of a novelty. And it was, what, say anything on, on water. And also <laughs> that year, it, it really, uh, I loved LA Confidential. And it killed me to watch Titanic come in there and, and sink La Confidential. Hmm. I mean, I'm not an LA Confidential fan, but that was Goodwill Hunting for me. But same principle. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Okay, well, now I'm feeling like my take's not going to be as hot as I thought it was. Uh, yeah, I'm also going Force Awakens. Steve, I'm 100% with you. Uh, Rise of Skywalker was a big dip, but those first two movies in that last Star Wars trilogy, I think, totally hold up just as pieces of entertainment. Um, Titanic, I don't think, is terrible. I think it's an hour too long, and you can cut out the modern-day framing device entirely, but it's it's good, but it's not quite, you know... The masterpiece yeah. that it's been built up to be, and I think um, Force Awakens is just more entertaining throughout. Yeah, you straight up have a cold take because I'm on the same page. Um, don't like Rise of Skywalker. I, I that was so. I'll tell a quick story. Um, that the press screening day that morning was in the rain, waiting to go into uh, the SVA Theater in Manhattan to go see Rise of Skywalker. So just the mood you want to be in for that thoroughly mediocre movie. Um, followed by a pain in the ass trip to go see a now former friend to bring her to a different theater to go see the press screening of Cats. Yikes. So, yeah. Um, Rise of Skywalker, Cats, and then something involving that friend. So that was a, that was a straight shit day. So <laughs> I, I, I don't recall that day fondly, but yeah. Um, Force Awakens is where it sounds like Cats might've been the highlight of the day. <laughs> well, Cats, they did give us free drinks. There you go. Um, uh, and I think I got a bagel for free. I think they didn't charge me like properly at like the bagel place where I got bagels for lunch. Do you have that date tattooed story. on your arm? Yeah, it's a memory. <laughs> Remember that day? Um, no, I, I listen. Force Awakens is formula, but it's formula that works. Mm-hmm. Titanic is fine. I I had never seen it in its entirety. I definitely seen the whole movie, but not start to finish until. Um, I want to say 2012, 2011, 2012, 2013, whenever they did the 3D re-release. My uh, my girlfriend at the time insisted we go see it because, you know, I dragged her to all that stuff. I didn't really get a say in the matter. So, it like, yeah, I don't need the framing device. The middle is up and down. Once once the iceberg hits, it's great. I give it that. Like, once once that all happens, I was all about it. They They tied it up together nicely, but... Once yeah, people I, I, just start dying left and right, this romance really picks up. Well, because, hey, listen, the romance is fine, but they, they, it just didn't, it's, it's James Cameron. Like, that's not his strength. It's like George Lucas romance. You're like, I, this is not what your heart's mm-hmm. not in either. 
you know, the leads are charming, but you, you kind of want to see the, the money, like, you know, where it was all spent. So just show me. So that's sort of where that was at with, uh, with me. So like nothing against it, but yeah, wasn't my pick to win anything besides like visual stuff that year. Jurassic world or the lion King 2019, uh, animated remake, well, well, motion capture remake. However, animated remake, I guess is what it really is. Oh man. (laughs) I enjoy Jurassic World. I like I both, so I gotta Jurassic, say right off the bat. Oh, I do not like I do not like the Lion King. The Jurassic World there was mindless fun entertainment. I don't care. Again, it's it's how much of a clone it is of the original. It's fine. It's fun to watch. the The Lion King was painful to watch, not only because of the memory of the original, but it's just it's awkward. It's creepy. It's it's got a somehow. It seems like the pacing is completely off. It's it the energy of the original is just not there. It just seems like, you know what it seems like? It seems like taxidermy on display. I, I don't care for it. Well, Miles has got an idea for a movie. So the Lion King 2019 feels not dissimilar to if someone took my favorite childhood toy, remade it. So it looks even better and shinier than it ever did when I was a child then set it on fire in front of me, then took a shit on that fire, then filmed that shit oh, in ultra high resolution and forced me to watch it on an IMAX screen. So Season two of I will be, Sugar and Spicy. So, so he likes it. Yeah. So I will be going Jurassic World in this scenario. I don't care for it, but there is a big dumb dinosaur fight at the end that kind of reminds me of one of the Mega Shark movies, and hmm. I'll take what I can get. Um, yeah, listen. The, the Lion King is nothing like the original in terms of quality i enjoyed just the visuals of like oh it's the lion king but real animals whatever um unnecessary but i had a good time with it for what it was same honestly similar with jurassic world like it's not jurassic park it's not even lost world i think it's better than jurassic park 3 but that's also a fine movie to me i i do wish i had a i had a pitch that you know we talk about bad movie pitches i had what could have been a good movie pitch i really wish they had made two Jurassic World movies, like a, like a secret part one and part two, where the first part was all just the running of the park. Like as if it was like the season premiere of a, of a show. So like 90 minutes, just, oh, it's working. And then when uh, when Indominus Rex escapes, that's like the 90 minute mark. And they, they go to be continued. And then, you know, two months later, you get the actual dumb movie. But, you know, obviously it wasn't to be. But given the choice between the two, I will go with it. Avengers or Avengers Infinity War? Hmm. Uh, I'll probably say Infinity War. They're both great, but Infinity War's just got so much more going on, and the fact that it balances that many characters and makes most of them feel like they have something interesting to do is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Avengers, up until somewhere around that period, uh, the original Avengers was my favorite. And, yeah, and the last... 10 minutes of that really hits you. That's one of those, don't talk about the film until you know the person you're speaking to has seen mm-hmm. it. Infinity War has more, just more going on, more to play with. And when you look back at Avengers now, when they brought, what, five heroes together? And that was incredible. Now, Infinity War is that times 10, so. Yeah, it seems kind of quaint now, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Avengers more important for proving you could do it. Avengers Infinity War better for having done it on a larger scale. Um, that's where I, I break that down. And also, for for sort of hiding in plain sight what they were doing because during that first viewing i don't think many people realize like 
oh, they specifically left alive all of the OG characters. Like the snap yeah. is all all the newer ones. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in the moment I was like, okay, one, I'm not stupid. I know this is going to get reversed to some degree. And also they weren't, you know, killing off Black Panther and Spider-Man. They're two most popular new characters who were making them buttloads of money. So, you know, uh, the world kind of messed up with one of those. But, you know, in the moment, you know, with the audience reaction of, oh, my God, you know, they, the people who go crazy, it was uh, it was a moment. And uh, the last one is uh, Furious 7 or Frozen 2. I'll go first because I've only seen one of them. So Frozen 2 by default, even though I don't really like it. Oh, well, Furious 7 all the way. I'm a big Fast and Furious fan, and that's one of the best ones. I have only seen one of them, and I think I'm still going to go with the other. I'll go with Furious 7, and I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, well, your opinion doesn't count because you haven't seen it. Uh, and uh, Ryan's part two is, besides Mank, which film is getting the most Oscar nominations? Uh, I'm going to handle this. I think it's going to be a six-way tie at six nominations apiece. Are you saying that because that's what it was? I'm yeah. thinking it's def- I'm thinking it's Defy Bloods. <laughs> well, we'll find out. I mean, we have a couple of ideas right now. Fingers crossed. We shall see. Um, But yes, we're going to get to those momentarily. We have a couple of uh, prediction related um, Oscar related questions. So I'd like to do those right now. Uh, Question from FYC Awards blog. What are your thoughts on the Lakeith Stanfield nomination supporting actor? Spoiler alert. Do you think it strengthens or harms Daniel Kaluuya's chances of winning? And do you think it's fair that he's in that category for clearly a lead performance? Now, I will uh, I will tell you that not everyone feels that way. Clearly, they don't feel that way. They nominated him there, and I will tell you that a an Oscar and a member of the Academy, an Oscar voter that I speak to often, was uh, notably annoyed because he felt and I'll say it to he. That's the only detail I'll give that Daniel Kaluuya was the lead and Lakeith Stanfield was supporting. So apparently, he was not the only one, even though they both wound mm-hmm. up in supporting. So even when you think it's clear cut, there is definitely no such thing as clear cut with a. Uh, a group that large. I didn't realize he was going for supporting until the, the he nomination wasn't. was announced. He was, he was positioned. He was positioned as lead. In fact, I got an email from the president of the Critics Choice Association uh, with his thoughts on the nomination, saying he was particularly proud that our group went nineteen for twenty in terms of if you got nominated, you translated. Which you know, point of pride, but also maybe a suggestion that we we veer a little too close to who's uh, going to get nominated. And the 20th one was Lakeith Stanfield, who we were asked to consider in lead. So the Warner mm. Brothers certainly wanted him in lead. This was not their plan. They're they're laughing all the way to the bank, but it is interesting that they were sort of defied by the Academy. I mean, well, by the yeah, by the Academy. Well, it's very much a, a Kate Winslet situation where back when she won for the reader, she had been campaigned that whole year for Revolutionary Road for lead and then the reader for supporting. And when nominations came out, suddenly uh, it's in lead for the reader, which she went on to win. I don't know that we'll quite get a repeat of that here. I think Daniel Kaluuya is still very much the front runner, but I do think there is a potential for because uh, his co-star is one of the other nominees. There's definitely that potential for them to split the vote, in which case you may get someone like a Sasha Baron Cohen ending up winning just because they end up with more. Maybe. I don't think it's particularly likely, but we will see. Um, so let's get into the nominations. We have uh, two more questions, but we'll come back to them because we'll talk about it first. Uh, I'll go through the shorts and just tell you what's nominated. I think I was the only one who made predictions. I did mediocre, as is always the case. 
uh, documentary short subject, a love song for Latasha. I'm just going in the order that I now have them in. Uh, Do Not Split, Colette, Hunger Ward, and a, con- a Concerto is a Conversation. I believe I went uh, two out of five there, alas. Um, does any- Do you guys actually know how you did or not yet? Because I have my, uh, my end result. I do. Okay. I tallied it. Okay, we'll talk about it at the end. I hope I did better than you or you're fired. <laughs> uh, live action short. Two Distant Strangers, The Present, Feeling Through, The Letter Room, which has Oscar Isaac in the cast, interestingly, and White Eye. I think I went two or three out of five there, I forget. Animated short. Also, notably in live action short, the um, only short film that anyone saw this year, the Almodovar film, not nominated. That's crazy. It's like documentary. If they If they know you like it, they will avoid it. Animated short. If anything happens, I love you. Burrow. Those two were sort of decently well-known. Yes, People. Genius, Loshi, and Opera. I think I went three out of five there. So, cool. I look forward to them making or breaking the Oscar pools for no discernible reason. Documentary feature. The nominees were Collective, Crip Camp, The Mole Agent, My Octopus Teacher, and time. So that was uh, no uh, welcome to Chechnya, uh, which which would fuck us over twice. More to come later. Um, no Dick Johnson is dead. No boy state. No all in. Um, and and so on like that. So I uh, believe I did two or three out of five here. So how do you guys want to talk about this? Surprises, snubs. Uh- what are you thinking. I did two out of five. I two of them I put on for recency bias. Uh, the Truffle Hunters in Chechnya, and mm. uh, and, I, and I pushed off the Mole Agent and, and Collective. <laughs> but you know, it was all a guessing game, anyways, because documentary is always really just an odd category. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. Um, I got three out of five on this one, and I do distinctly remember on the podcast last week talking about Collective and My Octopus Teacher as ones to look out for, and they both got in there, so I feel yep. a little validated. Miles is a known octopus kink person. Hey, <laughs> don't knock it till you try it. I mean, they've got so many tentacles. That's true. Uh, best international feature, which did have another round. Collective, Better Days, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and uh, Q Vadis Ida. I uh, I went two for five here. International and documentary mm-hmm. hurt me a little bit. Yeah, international is one of my worst. Uh, two for five and. Um... Same thing with Collective. I moved it out last minute for some reason. Well, I moved it out actually for the uh, the, the one I'm not going to pronounce with the question mark, Ada. Um, Cuvatus. Yeah. And so I, I I didn't hurt myself. I just didn't gain anything. I mean, the, the misses were, were clearly, um, was it I'm I'm not there yet? The the Netflix one. That was, I'm uh, no longer here. Yeah, I'm no longer here. That was, that was a big miss because Netflix sort of had it pegged as the one to get in. And then uh, I think La Llorona was, was, yeah. I think a lot of people, so thinking about it now, I think a lot of people assumed it would get in because it was well, largely seen and, and well-liked, but was still like a classy horror movie. So maybe that was a, a more of an impediment than we thought. I was hoping for two of us and obviously it didn't happen. I know you were, but it didn't happen. Yeah, did not. No. Um, original song. So... The nominees were 
trying to do it in an interesting order. So from Judas and the Black Messiah, it was fight for, me, fight for you. First sign that Judas was going to have an okay day. From the Life Ahead scene, which we really figured was, was the one of the safest. From One Night in Miami, Speak Now, similar situation. From Trial of Chicago 7, Hear My Voice. And then I got to tell you, before I think that was, I don't remember exactly how it worked out. But as it was coming, because of the order in which they did them, I really kind of thought Wuhan flu was going to show up. But uh, it did not. Instead, the uh, the fifth nominee is uh, Husevic from Eurovision Song Contest. And it deserved to be. Yep. I went four out of five here. I, I went four five. out of five, and I had Wuhan flu in that last spot, too. Which, um, yeah, yeah, which this came, this was, this is not the order they announced then. And I believe the last nominee they mentioned was the one night on Miami uh, citation. So I was sitting there going, well, that makes more sense, but. I just saw X and Y, which we'll get to in a minute. So where are they going to go? Wuhan? Like, no, again, at the end of the day, like Wuhan flu is a clever, funny song, but out of context, it, it doesn't work. You can't really perform that on stage. I went right. five for five. And I think it's because I'm terrible with music. Only one was a Eurovision song that I slipped in there because I actually thought that that could make it. And the story behind it and the the actual quality of the song. Yeah, I was about to say, you, so, you like that. So The only one I, I took a gamble on, it worked out. Yeah. So. Well, as a general rule, when you take a gamble, if you don't have a reason, go with the thing you like so you're at least happy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's that's sort of – and you luck into it sometimes. It doesn't usually happen for me, but we can get into that in a minute. Uh, score. I'm hoping they, they perform it. Though. Who knows what they're planning? That'd now. be awesome. Yeah. I have no idea what they're doing there. But score, The Five Bloods, Terrence Blanchard, um, which would end up being its only nomination. And as I've told uh, Miles and Steve off air, I feel like is more insulting than snubbing it entirely. Proves that they saw it and just didn't care. Beyond The Five Bloods, you had Mank, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, Minari, Emil Masseri. News of the World, James Newton Howard, and Soul, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, John Batiste. I went four out of five. I went four out of five as well. I did uh, three out of five. I went four out of five. It was uh, not the first, but hopefully the last time that Tenant would disappoint me. See what I did there? Ah, that's pretty, that was incredible. Beyond just the movie <laughs> itself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that means two things. Um, but yeah, that was that fifth slot seemed wide open, and it could have been the Five Bloods, could have been Tenant, it could have been any number of things from the short list, but I know there was a, there was a thought that maybe the little things, but not upset. It didn't get in. Yeah. I can, I can sleep at night with that. Yeah. Uh, sound now, no longer sound editing and sound mixing, but just sound. They nominated Greyhound. Remember that existed. They nominated. Yeah. Like, listen, fine sound, but I was not expecting that. Um, Mank. News of the World, Soul, and then they did it, Sound of Metal. And I believe I went uh, four for five here. Three for five, four for five, I forget. Yeah, I was four for five. Greyhound was one I was, over the weekend, I was deciding, do I put that in? But I was like, who talks about that film? Nobody. So, kept it out and it caused me. Academy members, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, it was four for five as well. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. Makeup and hairstyling. Good. Yeah, no, Grand's good. It's just Sorry. slip well below, below the radar. And not really an awards movie in that sense. Visual effects. The nominees were Love and Monsters. Yay. That's right. 
Love and Monsters is an Academy Award nominated film. It's actually the only one I haven't seen, so I have to I have to watch that. It's I've actually heard good things. exactly yeah, you'll like heard it. good things, okay. and it's written by the guy who wrote and directed uh, Spontaneous, Brian Duffield. So, oh well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I expect it to be thoroughly enjoyable, but just ridiculous that yeah. even at the uh, the Bake Off, you know, they didn't allow press, but we heard about what happened. Like it was lumped into the group of like eh, it was it was fine, unspectacular. But they sometimes just grab from one of those. So go figure. So Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, slightly slightly surprising, um, The One and Only Ivan, called it, and Tenet. I went uh, three for five here. Yeah. Same. I went three for five and the, the big, the Welcome to Chechnya was the one that, yep. when you look back, I go, Man, the deep fakes are all over the place right now, and that's what it was, right? That was the the big effect. Uh, yeah, well, I, sh- I, I guess they known. I they known. didn't take kindly to it. Um, makeup and hairstyle, Hi, hairstyling. Uh, Emma, Hillbilly Elegy, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Pinocchio. I believe I went four out of five. I think I missed Emma here. I was perfect. Five five. I was three out of five. I missed Pinocchio and Emma. Well, everyone missed Pinocchio in terms <laughs> yeah. of like watching it. Wow. Oh, I thought he missed Pinocchio. Like he left your house and went, it fell into a whale and smoked I, a cigar. I haven't seen him in a while. I miss him. <laughs> I mean, Miles is known around his neighborhood as Geppetto. <laughs> I mean, a whole lot of puppets <laughs> seem to find their way into my apartment. So who's to say? I feel like you don't like. Can you imagine if you like there was rumors around the neighborhood that your nickname was Geppetto? Wouldn't you just assume they think you're a pedophile? Yeah, that's where my mind would go. Yeah, all the cards yeah. were there, but it's true. Best film editing. What a transition. See, editing. Hey, we did it. Uh, the Father, which was a wee bit surprising. Nomadland. Promising young woman called that. Sound of Metal, and The Trial of Chicago Seven. Uh, that was a four out of five for me. I was four out of five and kicked myself for not having promising young woman in there. I had Mank instead of the father. I would have I would have pulled something else though. I wouldn't have I would have kept Mank in. Uh, I had four out of five. I also had Mank instead of the father. Made sense. Costume design. The nominees were Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. I believe I went three out of five here. Same here. Uh, I got four out of five. I only missed Pinocchio. If anybody's seen him, can you please tell him to write? He's missed at home. Mm. <laughs> He's not a boy anymore. He's a man. Oh. <laughs> One of my favorite lines from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. If you remember that show. There was a... Uh, what was it? It was like a banana that kept atta- assaulting uh, Carl. Ham banana. Yeah. We'll talk about it off the air. <laughs> I was having a, a fond memory of a, of a program I watched as a teenager. Cinematography, of which Adult Swim Animation is not featured, I will say. Judas and the Black Messiah, Sean Bob, an Oscar nominee. Called Mank. it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I pulled him out of my prediction, so uh, joke's on me. Um, Eric Measurement, Mank. Again, I interview you. Your odds go up, apparently. Um, don't tell uh, Newton Thomas Eagle. Nomadland, Joshua James Richards. He's also a first-timer. 
Darius Wolski, News of the World, and Fade and Papa Michael, Trial of Chicago 7, interviewing me with me is a good thing, part two. That was a four out of five because I went with the ASC five. Whoops. I, uh, four out of five, Ma Rainey hit me again, as she did numerous times throughout this, uh, this morning's announcements. Uh, this was my first five out of five. Congratulations. Very nice. How's it feel? I mean, pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Sean Bobbitt. Yeah. Uh, production design. The Father, which I, I, again, pulled out early because it didn't get the art direction nominations, but was arguably the most deserving of the lot. So kudos for getting it in. Mank, Ma Rainey, News of the World, and Tenet with that elusive second nomination. Four out of five. I was four out of five, and I uh, had Emma in there. No, the father, unfortunately. Uh, four out of five. I missed the father as well. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to look for Geppetto. He'll be the father. And so much more. Yes. Speaking of things for children, animated feature. Onward. <laughs> Onward. Over the moon. Soul, a Shaun the Sheep movie for Armageddon, and Wolfwalkers. Four for five, I had the Croods instead of Shaun the Sheep. Ditto. I was four for five because I only chose four because I only could find four worthy, so I'm uh, what you call stupid. I intentionally got one wrong, is what he says. Yeah. I, was like, I look at that like, how dumb? How dumb is that? It's pretty you know dumb. You take a test, the teacher gives you an extra point just for writing your name at the top of the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't Steve, write my wrote, name. Steve wrote name. Steve wrote his Steve wrote name instead of his own name. We all had a we all had our own punchline there, and they yeah. all just like piled on top. Miles, what was yours? I'm sure, it was great. Oh, the um, uh, you know how when you take a test, uh, you get a free point if you just write your name at the top. Hmm. Anyway. He he let it he let it hang because you did. Oh, you let it hang. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I filled in by saying you wrote name instead. I gave you credit for his writing something down. In any event, you're stupid. There we go. We got we got the joke out of the way. Two points for you. Yeah. Oof. Hey, listen, the ball was right there. Best adapted screenplay. The uh, first nominated film was uh, Borat subsequent movie film, which cool. Will not say the full name of the film because I don't have the next hour. Um, but I will say the nominees are Sasha Baron Cohen, Anthony Hines, Dan Swimer, Nina Pedrad, uh, Peter Baham, Erica Rivanoia. Dan Mazar, Jen Freedom, Jen Friedman, and Lee Kern. Because, you know, everyone wrote the movie. But very cool that I got it. Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Kemp Powers for One Night in Miami. And our own Chris James is probably very pleased. We have a lone screenplay nominee. Ramin Barani, The White Tiger. I went four out of five because I, for, I'm sorry, I went three out of five because I, one, had News of the World, and two, had First Cow because up until now, something that won Best Feature from the uh, New York Film Critics has never gotten shut out. So, silly me for following stats. Yeah, I, I saw that in your checks, and I was like, kind of an odd one, but I now I know the story behind it. I went three for five. I had uh, Kaufman and uh, Ma Rainey's uh, 
and oh you're right i had, I had ma rainey and first cow i had i had news of the world at six so there you go borat was seven or in six and six and seven were borat news of the world and white my rule was avoid news of the world i, I never had any yeah. faith in that yeah more or less miles how'd you do uh, I had four out of five. I did call Borat, but I had uh, Ma Rainey in there instead of, um, uh, what is it, White Tiger. Fair enough. Original screenplay. Judas and the Black Messiah, Will Burson and Shaka King, our friend and yours, Keith Lucas, and Kenny Lucas. Yay. Nice. So uh, that was very, very cool. Lee Isaac Chung Minari. Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman, made me very happy. Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of Chicago 7, in accordance with California state law. And uh, Sound of Metal, Darius Martyr, Abraham Martyr, and one of my favorite nominations of the day, Derek C. in France. I'm pretending it's for Blue Valentine. Oh, that's right. This would be his first nomination, wouldn't it? Yep. Five for five, by the way, on this one. Very good. I miss Sound of Metal. Would you have? I'd make in there. Yeah, I made the exact same mistake, but otherwise, four or five. That's right. I snubbed the dead guy and was rewarded for it. Don't you feel great about yourself? I mean, listen, <laughs> Jack doesn't know about it. Or does he? Best supporting, I I mean, I guess that gets into a matter of uh, faith <laughs> or lack thereof. That's for another podcast. Uh, best supporting actress, Maria Bakalova, Borat, subsequent movie film. It did indeed happen. Glenn Close, Hillbilly Eulogy. It, it, it did happen. Olivia Coleman, The Father. Yu Young Jung, Minari, and Amanda Seyfried, Mank. So that was one of my out on a ones that did work out. Five for five. Yeah, I, four for five. And I, of course, was going for Glenn Close to be shut out and put Foster in there. And again, you know, not the, the brightest, but got to take chances. No, for sure. Uh, I had four out of five. I um, I had Safe Read missing and Foster getting in. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was happy to see her get in, though. That was uh, Safe Read. That's two far for fives in the big eight for me. So, nice. pleased about that. Now, under category where nobody got five for five, I guarantee you. <laughs> Best supporting actor Sasha Baron Cohen, The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah. Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami. Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, which was my out on Olympic, which was kind of cool. But then had my mind going, who has a last name? You know? You're like, it's not Jared Leto. Thank God. It's not Bill Murray. Shame. I would have been okay with that. Yeah. I, I was like, is it Eddie Redmayne or Mark Rylance? Like, it kind of felt like it was going to be that. Um, or Stanley Tucci. That's sort of where my mind wandered to immediately. But no, Lakeith Stanfield, Judas and the Black Messiah. One, very cool. Two, wildly strange that there's no lead in that movie, apparently. Um, three, again, in crazy that the uh, the Academy just ignored Warner Brothers. But yeah, four out of five for me here. I would five for five because I'm a you liar. <laughs> Who was it? I had Murray. So you had four out of five. Four to five, yeah. Miles? Uh, I went three out of five. Um, I had Chadwick getting in, which was, you know. Same. The, the popular consensus. 
Um, but I also had David Strathairn getting out because I thought that would be the weird sort of left field one for this category. But obviously, I should have predicted that they would just randomly take someone who'd been campaign as lead and put him in supporting. Clearly. I think of that. Clearly, clearly. All right. said, yes, Lakeith Stanfield getting nominated at all was my that would be nice sort of shout out last week. So that does feel very cool. Yeah. If only you had specified the category. Whatever. Hmm. Best actress. The nominees were Viola Davis, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day, The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby, Pieces of a Woman, Francis McDormand, Nomadland, and goddamn, when does someone with a last name have to go with the letter M go last and terrify me? But oh, Carrie yeah. Mulligan, Promising a Woman. I had the same exact experience. Um, because I because my name starts with an M, so I'm never last. I'm always like directly in the middle. I got and my fingers out and started doing the uh, wait. What letters next? A, B, C's, and like oh shit. They're starting to figure out like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Is that how they figure out Zendaya or something like that? Oh, oh man! Um, but imagine? no, but no. I went five for five. Yeah, five for five. This five was the easiest five. category. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say this is the opposite of the uh, the last category. Yeah. And then best actor, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, Stephen Yoon, Minari. Five out of five. Once again, boom. Very nice. Yeah, I did really well in the top eight. It was weird. Yeah, I was hoping for uh, Raheem or Mickelson. So what did what you, four out of five or three out of five? I was four out of five. All right. I had a four out of five. I thought Raheem was going to get in over uh, Stephen Yoon. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I, I dropped out Oldman. I, I didn't think he was going to make it. So. Eh, when in doubt, go with the one that'll disappoint you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Best director. Lee Isaac Chung, Minari. Emerald Fennel, Promising Young Woman. That one felt good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. David Fincher, Mank. Thomas Vinterberg, Another Round. And Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, four out of five. I was four out of five at Sorkin Inn and Regina King out. So, well, actually, I'm sorry. King didn't make it. Uh, I had King out, which was my a good call on my part. And I, of course, I didn't have the. Another oh, wait. Round no, I think I was three out of five. I think I had uh, Sorkin and King. I don't remember if I flip I flip flopped Chung and King a couple times. I don't remember. So whatever. King is I one I, I I didn't I didn't believe in again. I didn't believe since day one that she was really a, a top fiver. Well, we know about your Stormfront posts. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't even want to know. <laughs> the notorious white supremacist website. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I liked I liked her work. I liked the See how film. he see how he plays like, it off like he doesn't know what the site is? <laughs> He's well trained. I, I'm an amazing actor. You can tell as I flub everything, including my own name. It's a um, deep fake. It's all deep fake. <laughs> An audio deep fake? Welcome to Steve's Chechnya. Yes. All right. So, yeah. Oh, I had um, uh, three out of five. I had Sorkin and King in. So yeah, I think we had the same. I, might, I don't remember. I flip-flopped King and Chung once or twice at the last moment. So I'll I like th- the list. It's one of my favorite ca- categories. Yeah, it was it was good. I like again nothing against Thomas Vinterberg. Just that was a that's a clear sign that they are the director's branch at least really open to to international films again, which is cool. Um, well, and that's not the first time they've done that because I, I can never pronounce the guy's name, but Powell something. Powell, Powell for Kowski. Cold, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were, they were, that they... one kind of came out of nowhere too. Well, the so. difference was Cold War was was the next one up for picture. I feel like sure, you know, but not it, for, it was number ten. It wasn't picture. really in the director conversation as much. It it was it was off and on. So I predicted him and got it right. I think I don't remember, or at least I had him towards the end because they campaigned him well, and he was a pretty good campaigner. Sure. Like I went to an event that Rachel Rachel Vice held for him. And he was very charming and like to the point where he came back to continue conversations with you. Like not a lot of people do that. So that sort of thing will, will hover with a voter periodically. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think we're in an error and we'll see what the slate looks like next year. But you kind of have to keep the the I, I guess the most popular international film sort of on your radar as a uh, director nominee, For sure. give or take how they felt about um Minari, but the less said about that as an international film, the better. Considering it is a American production, but uh, whatever. All right, picture: The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Yes, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Eight nominees. I got seven of them. I missed the father. I missed father as well. If I was home yesterday, I would have put the father in and I would have taken one night out. Sure, you would have. I would have, but I didn't. But uh, otherwise, I'm pleased. Yeah, I'm going to see Judas show up in there. And I'm really happy. This is the last category that we can say that Palm Springs didn't make anything. Hey, 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 Steve. Is that a knock at the door? Hey. Hey guys! Hey, well, hey, what's up? It's a pizza guy. I, I heard, I heard Is you that were your new job. Wow! Fuck you! <laughs> heard you were talking about my film. You know, winner of uh, multiple Critics' Choice Awards. Well, congratulations on that. How many? Oscars? How many have you won? How many have you won? You son of a bitch! Critics' Choice. Which critic? I know where your children sleep. Oof! Creepy. Gotta go. Bye. See you later. See you later, Geppetto. Oh God. I feel I feel like first time listeners are gonna have no idea what that bit was. <laughs> yeah, well, if they're starting right now, actually, this probably is the right episode to start now. So, uh, considering we're also uh, depending on how we decide about this, you probably heard a uh, mini spicy clip before uh, this started. So, yeah. we're really dropping a- in the apropos deep end. of context because who needs yeah. that? No. So, um, what was your final total number? Correct. I was 79 for 99. So I was at an 80.6. I was 92 for 113 for, I believe, an 81 and change percent. Correct. And yep. I didn't get into this gig to do math, so I can't tell you. So Miles comes in third place. Yeah. No, probably oh. I did. Also, real quick, just thoughts on picture. Um, I did not have uh, Sound of Metal or The Father in there. So Ooh, that, that might have hurt you. That was my error. Yes. Um, I'm legitimately upset that One Night in Miami got snubbed. I mean, director was a tough race, but I feel like picture was kind of a given. I know not everyone's a hugest fan of that one, but I think it's one of the better films of last year. So that was a real bummer. I think it suffered um, oddly because no one disliked it. Like there was never a, a discourse around it beyond the very, very beginnings of the reviews. Like, oh, this is really good. She's a director, you know, and then... It just kind of sat there as like one of the films we expected to be there. And sometimes you need a little fire to, uh, especially on a ballot where you're filling out five. You know, if that's your sixth favorite, 
it's not on your ballot. Sure. And you know, you're probably you're probably more concerned about promising young woman and Minari, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, the fought like all the all the things that you think are on the cusp. I, I honestly think that's probably what happened to Ma Rainey also. Similar, like, well, it's not my favorite, but it's in this glut of other titles. Let me make sure I can get something else in. And then that sort of just goes by the wayside. Right. For me, this is the right eight. I, I like every film that's nominated. If we went one further, I would have had Ma Rainey's in there. Um, I mean, yeah, my least favorite is probably Minari, which is a good spot to be in. Well, we're here. Let's let's rank the eight. I'm sure this is a future question we're burning, but whatever. Um, for me, it's Promising Young Woman 1. This is preference, personal preference. Uh, Trial of Chicago 7, 2. Mank 3. Sound of Metal 4. Judas 5. Nomadland 6. The Father 7. Minari 8. I'm working as fast as I can. Here, I got mm. mine ready. Um, I've got Judas and the Black Messiah 1. Trough of Chicago 7, 2, Mank 3, Promising Young Woman 4, uh, Sound of Metal 5, Minari Nomadland the Father. Minari Nomadland the Father. Um, actually, no, Nomadland 5, uh, Sound of Metal 6. I haven't seen Minari or the Father yet. Fair enough. All right. I'm um, give me one second. All right. Promising young woman one. Ah, uh, shit. What is this? Um, Sound of Metal two. Minari, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, Nomadland, and what the hell? What happened? Oh, I don't have the father. Damn it. Uh, and try this is another category where you just skipped to get it wrong on purpose. What? <laughs> Nothing. I'm making fun of your ineptitude. No, no. Um, this is tough, though. I'm not. A, I'm not big on, on ranking because it, it kind of changes. I like each movie for different things, you know, but you know, you're, I appreciate you know, them all. You know, you yeah. work in a business that's largely based on ranking. I know, right? I know. But the that my favorite film of the year was Promising Young Woman. My least favorite of those was Trial, and the ones in between ha are all four to four and a halfers. Out of oh, I do it. Sorry, three and a half out of four. He, he does it wrong. It's okay. All right. Speaking of uh, ranking things, question from Flea two oh eight. In a year of five, who are likely? Who are the likely five from this lineup? In a year of ten, who are the likely two that missed this year's lineup? Uh, the, the latter is very easy. It's One Night in Miami and uh, Matt Rainey. That's yes. almost without without uh, without doubt. If you want to get a little fun, and uh, by the time this goes up, you'll have seen my uh, my exercise I do every year, which is the alternate or alternative Oscar nominations, where I I do the nominations if you only do things that didn't get nominated. So. Those would be one and two, and I think like a like Borat News of the World would be next in line, for example. So that's sort of where I'm at with that one. If you guys have any differences there, can't no, really I agree on that. And the the five also seem pretty clear cut: Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Trial of Chicago Seven, the top three. Then Mank because it led, and Minari because it has director. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, I'd agree. Fair enough. Um, and Nicholas Landry, what's your biggest surprise besides Lakeith? 
Uh, besides Lakeith will be Thomas Vinterberg getting in, but I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Mm. I'll, 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 I'll be different and I'll say one night in Miami getting snubbed. I'm going to say uh, Sean the Sheep, Farmageddon. I thought that movie was uh, less than enjoyable. Now you sound like uh, Pin- Pinocchio talking about his last encounter with Geppetto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles, you know what you have to do next week, right? It, does it involve Geppetto? I think Sugar and Spicy is... Uh, I think he's up for the role of Geppetto. Oh. He wouldn't be up for the role of Pinocchio? So um, a puppet and everything. Yes, but he's also Kevin Spacey, and nothing gets Kevin Spacey up like making a young boy. He's Kevin Spicy. Oh come on! <laughs> Wait, what's going on? I here? don't like the direction this is going. <laughs> too close to real. Too close to real. Um, yes. So that's the nomination. For those of you who are listening to this podcast for the very first time and don't know what the fuck we're talking about, every now and then we do a little call it a sitcom an audio radio sitcom that's me and kevin spicy who is a sentient chili pepper puppet with the face of kevin spacey and the voice of nicholas cage you probably heard that at the beginning of the episode depending on how the edit went and that's what we're talking about now and it's just weird and gross and i don't know why i agreed to it (laughs) yeah but you did and you're stuck it's also not the weirdest thing you've ever done even on this podcast you've done worse for less and I've done less for more. Yeah, this is true. And <laughs> just you wait. You'll see. They'll all see. Um, yeah. So uh, quick summary before we uh, wrap up with a little bit of uh, side talk. Um, doesn't really change any of the winners to me. Well, there was no no snubs of a, of a lead to me of anything that was going to matter. Um, I will say that if you look at where the nominees landed their nominations... If you go with what you need to be a sort of safe statistical winner, there's only two films, Nomadland and Promising Young Woman. They hit in picture, they hit in director, they hit in the screenplay, they hit in the acting categories, they got an editing nomination. So uh, if you notice my predictions, I had moved Promising Young Woman up to two last week. Um, I think that's probably the the fight. I think uh, Trial is now the sort of big short of the group like the the third who has a path but it's it's cloudy now all this does depend on the guilds and one certainly thinks that trial will pick up at least one of pga or zag and then it just depends on how nomadland does otherwise yeah i would agree with that i think nomadland has sort of gradually emerged as sort of the heavyweight front runner but i could definitely see promising young woman as the main upset Trial of Chicago 7 is very much in also-ran status, and I think Mank is going to get a lot of nominations, but very few, if any, wins. Yeah, it'll win maybe like production design or costume or something. It'll it'll pick up a win, I think. But I don't... Maybe not, but I think it'll grab one. So um, if Nomadland wins, nothing wrong with that win. It's not particularly exciting to me, but that's, that's fine. They don't always have to be. It's certainly not a bad winner. It, it even probably above middle of the road because it is a sort of lyrical, poetic, independent film. You know, it's as I wrote when I wrote the review, like it's almost like a Springsteen song. You know, it has a its own sort of vibe that's mm-hmm. not right what normally gets rewarded. So in that regard, totally fine. But if Promising Young Woman were to win, if you remove the sort of um, 
course correction that was attempted with Green Book. Moonlight, Parasite, Promising Woman. We're in like the Oscars recording, recording cool films. Like, what's going on? Huh? Well, don't get used to it. I'm sure they'll find something boring to reward next year. Oh, no, yeah. Well, listen, Bradley Cooper's got the, uh, the Leonard Bernstein biopic. I'm sure that'll be, uh, you know, nominated for 11, 11 Oscars or something like that. They'll, they'll get back to what they're used to. But we, we are in a, in a realm where things that you probably had getting zero nominations in your year in advance predictions are doing well. And that's good. They're, they're getting more and more allergic to, to certain forms of Oscar bait. Not entirely. They they still like what they like. But there are several things. Like, um, I brought it up last week for a bit, I think on the air, but definitely off air, that I've, I've been falling into, it's it's over 100 episodes in by now, but the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast mm-hmm. about things that, uh, that, you know, were speculated to be players and then weren't. And, and... If you listen, it, it's just a litany of things that either, you know, a lot of times Harvey Weinstein wanted to make happen or, you know, we thought might happen because of what had happened previously to that. So, like, for example, Get Shorty. If I tell you Get Shorty, you don't think of it as an awards movie, really, do you? You kind of think of it as like a fun um, Travolta-like comedy, right? Right. But it's also Elmore Leonard coming off of, like, Pulp Fiction for John Travolta. And like out of sight, Elmore Leonard. Like it fits as, and also I think got a SAG nomination, won some Globes. Like was in the running. So you know there there are quirks to it. But then you, you look at like other things that they'll cover, like the Fifth Estate, which you probably forgot existed. Wait, oh yeah, yeah, the Bandit Cumberbatch movie. Yeah, or, yeah, um, yeah. with Daniel Brühl. Yeah, yeah, or like the Door and the Floor. It's complicated. The other uh, Meryl Streep movie, you know, um, an unfinished probably this year. I'm sure they'll get to that. Like, I'm just looking at like the early episodes. They did an unfinished life, Hyde Park on Handjob, um, Serena, which was a predicted nominee for several years before it came out. Um, Lions for Lambs, one of the more notorious. Like, whoops, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Courage under fire, Pay It Forward, which Tulip Fever. And, you know, the paper boy, there's a lot of interesting ones on this list. It's fun. But yeah, that's, if you look at some list like that, you see what they used to do. And there's something kind of exciting about them at least considering other things. So, you know, never really, sometimes always was probably always a long shot. But I know of at least one, and I think I know of more than one Academy members who voted for it for Best Picture. And that's, that's a, that's an interesting move. I have... I will give you a bonus. You guys were very good. Yay. I will tell you one Oscar ballot. Now that doesn't matter. Ooh. Probably would have been better last week, but you know. What's the opposite of sizzle? I don't know, but I was hoping for ice cream. Chill. The chili ballot. So this ballot, <clears throat> the uh, the person voted. I won't tell you the other thing they voted for because I'll tell you what branch they're in. So I'll just tell you what their picture vote was. They voted for Never Really, Sometimes Always, like I said, Promising Woman, Minari, Nomadland, and then they threw away their vote with one more they knew wouldn't happen, but they said it was their favorite movie of the year, The uh, Personal Life of David Copperfield. Huh. So that's how the Academy functions, man. They Promising Woman, Minari, Nomadland. You know, and then 
Oh, fuck it. I like Copperfield and Promise and Never Rarely. So I'm going for it. So I, uh, I think that could be what we see more of going forward. And I find that pretty exciting. What's the general audience film to be rooting for this year? What do you, what do you think they're going to rally behind? I mean, the highest grossing film in that lineup is Tenet, I think. So, whoops. Yeah, but is that relevant in a year like this? It's not. I mean, the, the most widely seen film of the... Of what? Best Picture? Yeah, Best Picture. Probably Trial of Chicago 7. Trial. I mean, unless Judas and the Black Messiah did really well on HBO Max. I mean, the answer is nothing, I think. I think the answer is say like a mank or something just because it did have a theatrical run as well as Netflix. Yeah, I got to imagine trials in that case. Or trials as well. No, you're right. You're right. So I don't know. Pure sound of metal, maybe. I don't know. I I mean, I mean, I would have to know him. You're never going to know. They all get the same response. You listen to the interviews I do with people, especially when they do streaming when they have streaming releases, they all jokingly say the same thing when I, when I bring it up, it's like, you know, they get a call from someone going, you did well. Like, so what does that mean? No, no, good. Really good. Great numbers. They don't, no one tells you specifics. Even, even the filmmakers don't always find out specifics. You know, some probably do. I'm sure David Fincher, if he wants to hear the exact numbers is getting the raw score. But a lot of times, you know, I'm sure Darius Martyr is hearing like, no, we, you were, you were the most watched film on Tuesday. You know, or something that sounds good, but you don't really know if you break it down, what that really means. Mm-hmm. Because look at like what's um, on like the top rented film right now on VOD is Crisis, which I mean, I wasn't wild about. But for those of you who read the site, I had a really good conversation with uh, filmmaker Nicholas Jarecki about it, which was I got to say, I highly recommend if you can ever have an interview with someone whose movie you didn't love, but the person knows about it ahead of time really easy to talk to them when they don't know and they think you're a fan that has happened once twice and it's a little awkward but if you know they don't care or you know they're just happy to talk about their film and they completely respect that you have a different take it's a really interesting conversation so i will i will say that you know it's a very specific thing you know some filmmakers i'm sure are touchier about that and and some publicists may may not want you to do the interview once they know but if that situation aligns it leads to some interesting things, but that's an example of like a film that have either of you seen it or thought about it. I, I have not. Exactly, but it's people are sort of like perusing and going, "Ah, oh, watch that." So it's it's hard to tell. Right. You know, promising young woman. By the time this comes out, will have been on Blu-ray as of this past Tuesday, which means it's on demand and all that. So it's it's available. But how many people watched it? How many people saw it with a friend? Like, I'm sure it, it did okay. It did pretty well. It caught like the attention of the of the, the the pop culture to some degree, but how much? I, I we can't tell. We can't know. All right. Strange year, isn't it? Yep. Final thoughts, Miles. Um, just to reiterate what I said before, I'm genuinely bummed at one night in Miami uh, missing. I do think uh, Nomadland's kind of the front r- runner for picture and director, and. Um, even though it's super awesome to see Lakeith Stanfield get nominated, I'm still very much invested in Daniel Kaluuya winning his first Oscar. Steve. Um, across the board, this is the one of my favorite years for all the nominations. I'm uh, seeing so, many, so much representations from films I love and, and really enjoyed. 
and not just any like specific genre, like such a great variety. So uh, I'm actually very interested to, to watch because not only will I not be well, I'll be disappointed if certain certain winners or certain uh, nominees don't win, but I'm going to be happy for some of the uh, the alternate winners. Mm. My thoughts are up on the site, but uh, yeah, I, I'm 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 with you guys for the most part. And let's wrap up. I want you to recommend some films to people. All right. And here's your here's your task. Recommend a film that won Best Picture. Recommend a film that won an acting Oscar. And recommend a film that got snubbed. Oh, my God. You want me to go first? Make it easier? Yes. All right. <laughs> For Best Picture, I will recommend the extended cut of Argo. It's pretty good. I like the extended cut. I also love just the film. I think it gets a bad rap just because... I think people were a little more passionate about Zero Dark Thirty that year, but holds up amazingly well. I love it. Uh, Acting-wise, Leaving Las Vegas, starring Nicolas Cage. Um, one of his most challenging roles before he played Sugar, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Kevin Spicy. But absolutely heartbreaking movie. He's amazing. One of the best performances I, uh, I have seen, and one of the, if not the most deserved best actor would. And for snubbed films... I'll give you two. I'll say one, The Town, speaking of Affleck, should have been nominated for more than just a supporting actor. Miles and I actually saw it together. Yeah, it's a good one. During a uh, eventful weekend. That's true. Summar- summarize that. Um, can you imagine the other movie we were supposed to see that weekend was The Virginity Hit. Did we talk about watching that? We were going to go to a special like free screening of it. Oh, I don't remember that part at all. Well, we got we got distracted by women. Yeah, we did a different kind of virginity hit. Hey. Whoa! I don't well, know, but I, uh, well, I was about to say, how much of that story do you want to tell? I don't want to tell any of it. I, I didn't think so. We are. I think we should stop now. Um, and then <laughs> the hell is going then, on here? I, uh, a story for another time, and uh, a or no complete, time ever. No time to die. Um. And a completely snubbed film, Chasing Amy. There you go. Golden Globe nominated performance by Joey Lauren Adams. So, let me make sure I have these right. Recommend a an Oscar winner. Best picture. Best yeah. picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go with No Country for Old Men. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's a movie. I heard it's good. <laughs> mm, it's um, about kids, right? It sure is a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. <laughs> So the other category, so there's a complete snub, and what's the second category? One an acting Oscar. Oh, one an acting Oscar? Oh, I mean, No Country for Old Men would have been that one also, so. Uh, yeah, you can just say, all right, well, and be done with it. <laughs> I For complete snub, I have The Farewell, which okay. was one of my maybe favorite of, of the year and came up with nothing, and it was, that's, that was a Steve, crime. Steve's butthurt that the wrong a- a- Asian-American grandma got nominated. Oh, <laughs> That's always that's that always kills me. I just like can't sleep they, at night. They took the wrong grandma. All right, best. Uh, I I'm gonna have to look something up. You can't think of a film that won an acting Oscar you like? Acting or acting? Yes, acting. Hmm. There's four acting categories. No, I can't. You're you're new here. Clearly, I had three I had three hours worth of sleep. All right, Miles, save the day. Um. All right, so I'm gonna go. 
fairly recent because that's about as far as my memory stretches right now. Uh, for Best Picture winner, I'm going to say Parasite from last year. Uh, I, I one think of you that's would. one that we're going to look back on in a decade or so and still revere as this kind of masterpiece of just everything it's trying to do. It knocks straight out of the park and you think it's so simple and then it turns into like five different other things. It's amazing. Yes, I will. I will quickly say that one of my favorite experiences before the shutdown was shortly before the Oscars. This was still like early on in 2020. I was over at uh, Kendall and Casey's house of now awards radar fame. And I showed them Parasite and it was delightful to just watch them, watch the film and knowing when it was going to make a change because they knew very little about it beyond like, oh, this is going to this is up for best picture. And just the like, wait, what the fuck? Just the, the that reaction was everything I could hope for and more, especially when the um, the entranceway to the basement, like the secret passageway opens up and they're like, this is a different movie than I was expecting. It's phenomenal. It's incredible. Go on. Yes. Yeah, that that happens about three times in the movie at least. It, yeah. Well, the first time the is movie I was expecting. Well, the 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 first time is literally at the halfway mark, like to the second, and that's phenomenal. Where you're like, oh, I, just as I settled into the movie I'm watching, mm-hmm. here's another movie. Yeah. Well, that whole there's like a thirty to forty minute sort of midsection that's like literally the tensest sequence I think I've ever seen in a movie. Like my stomach was in knots. I was on the edge of my seat. It's riveting. Well, yeah, it starts with the like, okay, cool. Fuck the old, fuck the rich people. And you're kind of enjoying that. And once it's like, I think they think they sort of won the, uh, the mage, the housekeeper, former housekeeper shows up and you're like, Oh, and then you enter <laughs> that like different movie. Mm-hmm. And then when, when the family comes back and they're hiding, yeah, that, that like extended oh sequences. It's, it's uh, fantastic. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. Yeah. All right. Your acting um, film? As far as an actor, let's go with uh, J.K. Simmons for Whiplash. It's always nice, nice to oh. see a longtime character actor get rewarded like that. And what a film to get rewarded for. Commissioner Gordon finally has an Oscar. <laughs> Miles with One the steel there. One of the Commissioner there. Gordons. <laughs> Not even the most recent anymore. No. Where do you say, Steve? I said you have the steel there. You, you took mine. Uh, let's go with uh, Charlize Theron then for Monster. Oh, nice. Fair enough. And your snub. I know what you might say, but I'm curious what you're going to say. Uh, it's almost definitely not what you think it's going to say. Oh, um, you're going to laugh when I say what it is, and you're going to think you should have said it. Maybe. Maybe. Um, okay, I'm going to go with one that maybe it didn't have a great chance, but I think it's super underrated, which is uh, David Fincher's version of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, that's one well, that I... Come it got several to. nominations, though. It did, but not in any of the major categories outside of actress. And oh, because I have, I have like, one I thought. All right. That was one that I like thought could have easily hung out in picture and director that year, but it wasn't oh, up to well, me. I had thought of one for you that got zero nominations. What did you have? For you? Yeah. Synecdoche, New York. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I guess I felt like that one was barely even in the conversation. I was thinking for stuff that more like missed out on big things. But yes, Nectar New York is my favorite movie of all time, and it should have been nominated for everything and won everything. See, you know you better than you know yourself. Evidently. And I know, and I know what you've been doing at night, so watch it. What have I been doing at night? Oh. Is it puppet stuff? Woof. I wasn't. Okay. That too, I guess. Um, anyway. We now enter sort of a calm period. We have some time before the uh, Academy Awards. We have some time before the guilds 
So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some more fun for the next couple weeks. So um, I believe Ryan will be back soon. I uh, honestly just didn't want to wait to eat dinner. So sorry, Ryan. Food wins. And uh, Kendall and Casey will be back soon, and uh, we'll be playing more games. So Steve, prepare your bad movie pitches. Awesome. I will complete. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit myself with a hammer. One of you is going to get a Pinocchio remake. Don't worry. Ooh, but not the one you would expect. I feel like we should wait and give it to like a like a Ryan or a Casey. Right, somebody it. who doesn't get the context. Yeah, and then one of you swoops in with, "Well, it's all about pedophilia." <laughs> it will not be me. What a strong closing! Exactly. All right. Well, this has been our uh, nominations wrap up. We have more to say, more to read on the site. You should already be reading it on the site, and we will also be back next week with uh, a deeper dive on. The Snyder Cut. So you guys have your homework for now. Tell them where they can follow you, Miles. Uh, yep, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Miles on Film. That's M Y L E S on Film. You can also find me on Instagram at Marvelous Miles. But as always, I never check it. And please watch my short film American Exorcist, which is on YouTube under AfterShock Pictures. Very nice. You can find me at. Film Snork on Letterboxd and on Twitter. Very nice. And I'm Joey Magatson on all social medias and uh, platforms, as well as uh, it's not me all the time, but sometimes Awards Radar on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, Twitter. So be sure to check those out. And we'll be back next week for now. Uh, Successful first uh, nominations in the book for the site, I think, right? Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Very, very successful, I think. Indeed. Well done, everybody. Yep. Kudos to all, and uh, thank you guys for listening and reading. So, more to come. Until then, take care, and when it's safe, we'll, well, I guess, see you at the movies. See you then. Goodbye. Bye.